Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through the industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And today we have Chris Barkhurst, founder and developer of Barkey AI. Welcome to the show, Chris. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yes, welcome to the show once again, Chris. And, and you know, uh, thanks for coming in, in at such a short notice. So we will be talking about how AI is helping us in our today's day-to-day -day life. But first to understand uh, in, in context of your Barkey AI, what exactly is Barkey AI all about? Well, Barkey AI is uh, a mobile application built on an advanced AI. So, you know, I, the best way to describe Barkey AI is uh, to sum it up in a few different questions. Have you ever wanted an app to help you generate content for your, your blog or a social media post? Or have you ever needed an app to help you, um, you know, vent your frustrations or get advice or um, help you with a professional, um, you know, optimize a professional letter? Or would you ever use an app uh, just to, you know, chat with a companion or um, possibly uh, optimize your resume? Barkey AI does all that plus more. It's limitless of what it can do. Um, it could generate content, help with mental health issues, and optimize your business processes. It's uh, truly a, 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 an amazing app. Okay. Okay. And how did you start with that? Because uh, you found that there was no singular app to help individuals succeed in all aspects. Aren't uh, uh, all the apps or AI that is available at the moment helping us in all aspects? How is Barkey AI different? Well, there's a lot of AI apps available on the App Store, but they're more, mostly companion-based AI. So, for example, Replica is a AI app that's available on the app store, which to sum it up is more of a, you know, like a girlfriend, boyfriend type app. You say, Hey, how are you doing? She says, Hey, I'm doing fine. How are you? And then you kind of talk about your day and it's kind of just a, just a friend app. You can't ask it, you know, personal questions and receive advice back because she, uh, the app doesn't have that uh, capability. Um, we, we are the first app uh, in the, on the market that uh, has mental health actually built into it. Uh, we have been recommended by uh, numerous uh, uh, physicians, uh, psychologists, psych uh, psychiatrists to help p uh, patients with self-help and self-support between uh, treatments. Uh, we've also been recommended by several school boards as a way to help with uh, um, education, you know, students' education, um, you know, uh, when they need help, you know, with uh, generation of outlines, generation of uh, essay topics, some of that. So there's no other AI out, out there that has that kind of tech, uh, technical capability. Okay. Okay. Your app is, if, if I understand is correct, is that it's helping in mental health, it's helping in content creation, it's helping as a personal assistant. Uh, help us understand what exactly, you know, I haven't used that app as yet, but for an audience who, uh, how, if they have to get interested in an app like this, how would exactly you 
describe an all-in-one sort of an app that can be useful for them? Certainly. So the app works as a chatbot. So if you're familiar with how to text message somebody, you're already familiar with how to use this chatbot or this uh, app. So when you first log in, you sign up and create an account. And the first thing you met, you're met with is Barky saying, how can I help you? And you just type in your heart's content. Uh, you just type in whatever you want. Generate an essay uh, on how the French Revolution um, affected prices of grapes, whatever. And it would generate that essay for you. Uh, generate a post on how um, AI is going to re revolutionize uh, the industry in the next five years. It will write that post for you for your social media. Um, if you ask it, hey, I'm feeling kind of down, help me out with my feelings, it will work you through that process. If you wanted to joke about um, whatever, it, I, I want a Christmas joke, for example, it'll tell you a joke about Christmas. Uh, it, it's truly just a, a great program. Okay. Okay. So is it, is it, we can say, is something like chat GPT, which is in very much, you know, people are talking about nowadays. Uh, is it also available on desktop or we got to download it on our mobile phones? Right now, uh, Barkey AI is only available on mobile devices through as an app. Um, it's uh, we're working towards uh, an, a website, but we, we wanted to conquer the mobile app landscape first before we start conquering the uh, website because right now the website is already already has chat GPT so why would we want to do something like that and speaking of chat GPT I want to make it perfectly clear that you know what what we have with Barky AI is totally uh, has a um, proprietary AI system uh, set apart from what chat GPT uses so chat GPT uses one AI uh, platform we use a total uh, different proprietary AI platform so we're not nowhere um, intersecting at all right now talking of mental health as uh, you know uh, assisting them in mental health how does this work especially in the backdrop that you know a lot of this AIs people say that you know you cannot always depend on the output as the accuracy of output and all and mental health is such a serious issue so how does it work here that the some some people have already recommended it people from the medical line how should one look at the output generated by uh barky ai or any other ai sort of a thing and clearly go with that how do you assess that information how do you know whether it is what you were looking for it is something that you can actually follow Certainly. Well, we take uh, mental health very seriously, especially since you know, patients are going to be able to use uh, Barky AI's uh, uh, self-care in between treatments. So we took uh, Barky AI and gave it to uh, psychiatrists and counselors and had them rigorously test this um, during uh, its development. And they gave us the recommendation and said, hey, this this passes all of our tests. You're available. Um to we're going to you know give this forgive us our recommendation and everything and how we programmed it on our end is uh, you know we um you know we use our proprietary platform to help uh drive along the 
uh, self-care portion, you know, it immediately, Barky AI immediately uh, detects if that person is in a mental health um, state, if you will, and follows that platform. And then also it identifies if that person is in a crisis mode. And if that person is in a crisis mode, it gives them the tools and resources needed to uh, follow and help them get better care. Because once again, I want to make sure we're perfectly uh, utmost you know, and say, saying that Barky, and AI, uh, Barky AI is in nowhere uh, a licensed physician, is nowhere in uh, uh, a replacement for a physician or a uh, licensed counselor or licensed psychiatrist. So if they're in crisis mode or if they need somebody to really uh, help them, they should go see that person or go get, you know, professional help. Okay, okay. Now you deal with such sort of an app, uh, Chris. Now, if artificial intelligence is taking over so many of the functions that we do, uh, for an adult, it is still okay. They can still understand how exactly to use it. But if we can use in school research, it can, other aspects of our lives, then how does, you know, uh, it impact creativity, especially among children? So in the present world, how do you see all these things, you know, you bringing that sort of a balance between the use of artificial intelligence in our daily lives, as well as letting the human part of the thinking very much vibrant. How does that happen? Well, I, I see it that artificial intelligence plays a, a part, uh, plays a component of forming the structure, uh, forming a foundation of what we used to um, do as, uh, um, you know, what's the word I'm looking for here? You know, routine work. You know, when we used to, you know, have to go and, uh, I remember when I was a child, I would have to go and do the outline of a of an essay and then start forming that. Um, with, For example, with Barky AI now, I can just type in, this is the topic of the essay I want to do. This is, a, uh, this is my thought process here. And Barky AI can formulate that out, outline for me. It's just like in... Um, when we are in the professional world right now, um, we already have templates available to us for code development and for other types of uh, development. So we're just taking what we have right now and making it available to uh, edu uh, education. Okay, okay. You know, you it was not an easy journey for you, you know, for this app. You sold your car to fund Barky, uh, when you want to wanted to start this, Vince, why did you have to take such a uh, difficult route? Weren't there people who were ready to fund this sort of a thing when there is so much of talk about investments in artificial intelligence stuff? What is it? What is it that made you start go for this sort of an app? How was this journey? Help us understand exactly the sweat and blood that you had to put into it. Yeah, uh, this. <laughs> This app has really been a, a fun, uh, it'd make a great movie because uh, I've been using this uh, this artificial intelligence for the past three years. And for every company I've wor worked with, I've 
gave it to my team to, to use. And it's really helped our team's efficiency and our collaboration. And then I showed it to our the company I've worked for or the clients that I've worked for. And they said, we don't want it. We don't, we, that has no place in it. And then um, I got uh, part, I got, t- um, you know, I took, pl- I, I was caught up in the layoffs that took part in October. So I've been without a job since October. And my wife, uh, who's been very supportive of me, said, hey, Chris, you've been working with Barkey AI for, you know, three years now. You're, what drives you is helping other people succeed. Why don't you help everybody succeed and make a mobile app to, you know, basically help all of America, help all of the world? And I said, hey, that sounds like a great idea. I don't know how to develop a mobile app. <laughs> so I learned how to develop a mobile app. Uh, I found a, a developer who was crazy enough to uh, come along on this journey with me. Uh, we developed the app in about a week. We've launched it. Uh, we, uh, uh, we've gained over 50,000 users in less than two weeks. And what we found out quickly was that when the app scales that large, uh, that fast, uh, so does the cost of maintaining that app. So um, we had to find, we had to raise capital quickly because we don't have an investor. Um, it was just, I'm bootstrapping the whole thing. So I had to pay my developer, I had to pay rising server costs, I had to pay rising expenses. So we had to sell my car, uh, we had to sell other assets that we have. And then um, as, as, a, as the app continues to gain in popularity, um, I had to sell more and more assets as we, wait for, as we wait for an investor to come in and say, hey, we actually have something here because we're generating revenue. It's just that the revenue won't be paid out until February or or March. So it's just one of those cases where you're growing so fast that your capital can't catch up. Right. So are the investors now looking at it much more uh, closely, much more favorably? How is it going on? How are you marketing this now? I'm marketing it on uh, uh, through TikTok uh, just to, uh, to, gain, uh, to gain users. And then for investors, I'm, I'm going on LinkedIn. I'm asking people who um, uh, who are investors who invest in it, like angel investors and whatnot, just asking them, you know, cold calling and basically hitting the pavement and asking them, hey, check this app out. This is what we have. Here's my pitch deck. What do you think? And uh, the response is kind of more or less uh, cold um, because either the recession has taken place or um, – one thing or another, but regardless, we, we have, um, somebody who is interested, but, um, the requirements are, um, we're trying to meet the requirements, but we always like to have more. Okay. Okay. There is this term also going on that the AI winter is almost setting in and that, you know, funding in, in this sort of things in amidst all these layoffs and all these things happening. Uh, that it will be a difficult time going ahead. So I just wanted to understand as a mind of an entrepreneur, how would you, uh, how are you looking at, you know, pushing such a thing that have come up such nicely? Because uh, if there is a good product, the world should use it. How are you taking it forward in terms of as a, as a developer and also as the CEO of this particular company well i mean we we push forward um every day 
Um, my developer and I, we have a, a path forward on uh, new features we want to add. Um, every day, I have more users that email me saying, um, this is what they want to see added. This is uh, a success story. Um, one of the success stories we had the other day was somebody who has a, a daughter who doesn't communicate well with others. Um, she emailed and she said that uh, they gave her the, she gave her the Barky app and uh, she played with the Barky app for a couple hours and then uh, showed her mom the uh, long story she created with plot and characters and whatnot. And her and her mom had a long discussion. That's the longest her daughter has spoken to her mom in years. So Barky is a success regardless if uh, it goes on for, um, you know, years and years and years or just a few months based on, um, you know, capital. So, um, you know, we push forward based on the success and based on what our users say. So that's what drives us. Right. And how will it keep its, you know, individuality in the midst of so many apps coming on uh, in the, in this line? Even chat GPT is coming up with new versions. Now it will get integrated. There's this talk of getting integrated with Microsoft, you know, Microsoft Word and other stuff that they have then even google might come up with something competitive they already have one artificial then there are so many other apps which are more into content writing for social media and all that stuff so how are you working towards that you know in terms of keeping its competitiveness alive you know with vis-a-vis uh, -vis all the different sort of other apps as well as the bigger players in this field well that's something that we took into consideration so that's why um, my that's why I was so um, um, gun ho about getting first to the market to corner uh, certain key industries and get them locked down, so we could be first to market on uh, saying to these industries, "Hey, we have this app. It does this. We have a proprietary AI platform. Here's our um, 30, 60, 90 day uh, plan. Um, let's sign an exclusivity agreement." And based off that, you know, we were able to get these key industries locked down and we were able to push forward. For example, New York Public Schools, they, they just banned ChatGPT, but yeah. they did not, they, they uh, said Barky is not banned. So students can use Barky, but they can't use ChatGPT. So if Microsoft was to get ChatGPT into Microsoft Word or whatnot, how is that going to work? I mean, that's, that's a unique partnership right there that I don't know how that will be intersect. But for the time being, ChatGPT is banned for New York's public schools. Barky is not. Okay. Okay. That's a very good positive for, for Barky. And I'm sure, you know, with time, uh, you will do much more of a marketing stuff. More people will know about it. There will be more downloads. And I'm sure people will continue to, uh, will, will invest in it to make it bigger and scale up the way you want to but sometimes does as an investor it comes to you that it may just not work not because it's not a good product but maybe investment may not come in at the right time how do you think as an investor uh, as an entrepreneur as well as a developer as you go forward well i mean from an investor standpoint i i see that side of the of the table and i try to see position myself in a way that how can I make this a win-win for for both Barky as well as the investor? Because I, I see that uh, here's an app that has gained 50,000 users in less than two weeks. And 
you know, we've, we've suffered some setbacks based on that growth, you know, and here we have this guy here who's been bootstrapping this whole operation and, you know, he's, he's selling assets here. So how can I market myself as Barky AI to investors to make that, you know, more of a lucrative agreement? So uh, it's, it's difficult on how to, to do that, but, you know, it's making those relationships and making those, um, you know, connections and showing them that value within Barky AI. And that, that unique relationship is just being able to corner that market and corner that uh, industry that we were talking, just, you know, talking about saying, well, you know, ChatGPT was just banned, but Barky is not. And Barky is in other industries as well, whereas ChatGPT and other industries are not. So, you know, we are a small company. We can move faster, more agile than other big companies. You know, we might not have the connections there, but we we can move there faster. So that's how we can market ourselves. Okay, okay. Whatever way the market is going, I'm sure, you know, Barky will be able to distinguish in itself with the amount of work that you can do with Barky. That I can, yeah. So that let's let's hope for that. With this, it's a wrap on this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live. Thank you so much, Chris, for joining us. Hey, thank you for having me. Appreciate it.